Grim Reaper. Welcome back to the Trust the Wizards podcast. Registered trademark. Now I'm afraid we're running a bit low on everything today. We've got two Beatles, two Who's, three Kinks. We're a bit low on faces, only one or two of them. But we've got a lot of stones, still got five. We've got no Hendrix. We've got some experience, but uh, Joplin's gone. Have you got any Bowie Ramones? Oh, I am sorry. We're completely out. The last one's gone just last week. But I can do you a mutt or an eagle's. That'll do nicely. We see you a lot in here at the moment. Is Mrs. Reaper not feeding you? Well, <coughs> a man's gotta eat. Oh, and don't forget your specials. Listener, and welcome to the first Trust the Wizards podcast of 2016. Yay! My name's Rebel Rickett, and I'm joined by a man who's more stardust than Ziggy, more Joe than the lion. He's the Gene Genie, the King of Stamford Hill, the London boy, the laughing gnome, the secret life of Arabia, the gospel, according to Tony Day, the width of a circle, the man who sold the world. And at night, you'll find him moving from station to station, arriving at Suffragette City at the speed of light and resting in a moon-age daydream looking at the prettiest star. It's Sharith Garbanzo. 
Oh, and bam, thank you, man. And he got leathered when Lemmy left. He got banjoed when Bowie bowed out. He couldn't keep a dry eye at the news of Glen Fry. And he'll flip by Jingo when he hears about Ringo. It's Kicker of Hells. Right. Now then, earlier this year, uh, surfer blood guitarist Thomas Fecketa uh, was diagnosed with a rare and aggressive cancer affecting his lungs and spine. His health insurance has thankfully managed to cover much of his chemotherapy, but he's also been undergoing alternative treatments uh, that his plan doesn't pay for. Unable to tour with bandmates, Fekata has launched a GoFundMe page to help him with his treatments. And uh, an all-star group of friends has provided an incentive to the crowdfunding campaign in the form of a new benefit album. So on this album, there are 13 previously unreleased tracks from Yola Tengo, Guided by Voices, Cults, Real Estate, The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, Lou Barlow, Nick Diamonds, uh, and You Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead, The Drums, and others. Some of these songs are demos and some are live recordings, uh, and a few are brand new songs. The entire album is available for a $10 donation at GoFundMe, but each song was also made into a hi-fi Diamond Stylus stereo lathe cut vinyl record. Only one copy of each 7-inch was made. Uh, and they were all put up for auction on eBay. Bidding for these was... Uh, feverish? Yes, let's go with feverish. <laughs> and uh, you might not be surprised to learn that I was interested in the one by Guided by Voices. So bear in mind, this is a record that there's only one of. Mm. <clears throat> the auction did very well for, uh, for the fund. <laughs> I wouldn't like to go into too much detail. <laughs> But suffice to say, I have uh, I have the record. No, and I have kept it deep in the vault. And that's why it's not here. That's where. Well, I'll get it out of the vault specifically for this podcast. Wow. Yes. So uh, if we can just go down to the vault mm -hmm. and uh, and I'll get it, go and get it. Here, well, here it is. This this is the record itself. It's. Uh, the cover's not much it's to austere. go by. <laughs> it's austere. Just yeah. bear in mind, listener, it's just got a white clear cover. Vinyl. Clear what vinyl. was this? The lathe cut thing which we've discussed before. Can I touch it? You can touch it as long as you don't what touch it. What was the stylus? The diamond stylus? Diamond stylus. What stereo was that Now, you're not going to tell us how much you paid for that. I couldn't possibly but say. But we could go onto eBay, yes. drill down into that. We could you find could. out. You could, yes. <laughs> Suffice to I'm say. I'm guessing Mrs. O'Elves could do that. Mrs. O'Elves <laughs> yeah. is, is unaware of the existence of... <laughs> Both this record and the vault that it's kept in. Anyway, yeah. on this pod, we've, we've once or twice played uh, what we've claimed to be exclusives. Uh, uh -huh. And they tended to be you know, songs that we've had ahead of time. Um, but this really is an exclusive mm. because it, we are the only people, in fact, I am the only person who can play this record wow. on vinyl. Wow. So do you want to hear it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Just a bit. Well, Bob, what are you going to play for us? This is called Motor Away. One, two, three, four.
So that was the Thermals with yes. Hey You. Hey, hey you. you. And that's from their album, uh, We Disappear, that's not out yet. It's not out until the 25th of March. Fucking oh. A, I'd say. Well, yeah. and, 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 you know, doesn't that make me sound like I'm just on the cusp of this thing? I'm, yeah. I'm just down with the Thermals. Yeah. And, and when I saw the Thermals there, they've released new records, I thought, I like the Thermals. Yeah. That's one of my bands, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. So got it, played it, yeah. loved it. Yeah. I thought... What else have they done? Yeah. And so I went into my whole record collection. Oh, yeah. That, that iPod thing. Yes. I've not got anything else by the Thermals. Have you not? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which made me wonder, why do I think I know all about the Thermals? I, I don't know. I've, I've got an album by which is called Fucking A. Fucking A. Which is yeah. great. Um, and I really love this song. And I'm, I'm all over the new album. So I'm, there's a pre-order up. Is there? Yes, so you can you can start to make sure you get it nice and early. Well, I, I went back and looked at some videos, and I really do like them. Mm. You know, I don't know why I wasn't a fan. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, I know. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the album, the album We Disappear, is apparently is a bit of a concept album, uh, oh. and it's it's about uh, what is it? We Disappear is about a modern humankind's unwillingness to do as the title says, i.e. disappeared. Oh. Based on the fact that you can now get Twitter and Facebook accounts that carry on automatically after you're dead. Do they? Posting yeah. what? I have no idea. Uh, Probably, you know, like... Hello? Wor- worms in your coffin or something. Oh, yeah. oh that's a bit <laughs> Well, yeah, that's great, that. So I reckon we might hear more of that. The yeah, well, you, you can order the album oh, from saddlecreek.com. That's okay. saddle-creek.com. Yeah. Yeah, on CD, LP, or download. Yes. But before that... Yeah, well, then we... Of course we had... Guided by Voices. Oh, drew away. Uh, that's a song I know, that one. Ah, yes. Yeah. You... I only knew, that's quite an old one, isn't it? It is, yeah, from 1940. Yeah. from their mm. um, Alien Lanes album. I think when you when you made me a CD many moons ago of Guided by Voices tunes, yeah. uh, you that, that was on it. That oh, was right. one of my favourite ones. Oh, it was yeah. cracker, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was one of his best ofs. And one of the best of kind of voices CDs he's done for me. Yeah, that was on there. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I made that may be true. Yeah. So that that was a live version, uh, which was recorded on the twenty fourth of June nineteen ninety four at the Thread Waxing Space in New York City on the band's Insects of Rock tour. <laughs> and uh, actually, that was uh, that was being played. Bef- Insects of Rock. Yeah. I get what they've done <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you like that? Yeah. Um, and interestingly, that was that was before they released. Um, Alien Lanes so that was before the record that song had been on record so it was, oh. it was quite an early version of that uh, I went on the um, indefatigable uh, GBVDB uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, Go By Voices database thing to see how, how many times you've been played live because it details that sort of thing yes um, would you like to have a guess how many times they've played oh, that song there live there must be thousands that's not as many as that no, they're, not, they're not that prolific 1,200 <laughs> they're not that prolific gig wise I, re- I reckon 120. Oh, that's not a bad guess. It's actually 281 times. Oh, really? Uh, and this this website, as you know, I go to quite a lot, and it, it is brilliant, but it is actually wrong because it doesn't include that date, which obviously they ah. did play it on. Yeah. So ah. I'm going to suggest that that needs to be amended to 200, at least one hour. Yeah. 282. Um, now then, uh, I just wanted to, before we move on, just to, to if our listeners are interested in, in helping out uh, with yep. this uh, funding for Thomas Fecchetta, uh, I'll just give a couple of email addresses you can go to uh, surferblood.com slash gofundme and that's one word or gofundme.com slash we love thomas um he's still under uh, treatment yeah. um so any any donations will be uh, well appreciated i think when they wanted to change gear 
on that very sad news, uh, I did do a bit of research on this. Oh. Uh, saw them playing it live on the John Stewart show. Guided by Voices. Yeah. Ah, right, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Clip. Before John Stewart was John Stewart. Yeah. If, if you know what I, I mean. I do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there was lots of comments after it. You know, oh yes. They're saying they liked it. But there was a. Did they like a bit of um, uh, bickering? The Guided by Voices fans. Oh yeah. Because. There was so many people saying, oh, that was, that was the classic lineup. Why Bob broke up that band? Yeah. Why? How could he it do that? It was a classic lineup, to be well, It was, yeah, but then the people saying he didn't break it up. Mm. He didn't break it up. Mm. It was a Tobin Sprout, he had kids, yeah. and the other guy got sent to prison. Yeah. And then someone else said, no, 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 but it was Bob's. He's you're thinking, yeah. it's 1995. Who gives a damn? Yeah. <laughs> well, fair. But, fair is that, is that the, but, and, and, but is that one of the great controversies of GBV history? Not really. I think it's fairly, fairly clear that, that Tobin yeah. Sprout left the band. Yeah, but that, that's that just you, isn't it? Yeah, that, I would say that. You, you would say that, being in that camp. Are you on the right wing of Guided by Voices or the left wing of Guided by Voices? I don't think there are wings. I think, I think there's, it's very is much... The, the pro-Bob or the anti-Bob? No, there's no anti-Bob. No. No. There's no anti-Bob. No, yeah. there's no anti-Bob. But Sprout, does he have his, his, well, his, interestingly, his devotees? Does he does, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, he's got a new record out, which I have. He's of got course. a new, yeah. sing, new single, which came out at the beginning of the year. He's got an album coming out later. Um, but there were, there's always hope that uh, they'll get back together and reform Airport 5 in my... Right. <laughs> My this guy does say, I don't know if this is good or bad, he said, uh, it was a good band, but Gillard's a monster. Well, yeah. I mean, that's late latter-day GBV with Doug, Doug Gillard on guitar. Uh, stuff like I'm a Tree, that was one of his songs. You yeah. it's, 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 it's Doug, Doug Gillard. Is it Doug? Yeah. He's the one, quite fat fella, uh, right inside of Bob, does the jumping up and down lead guitar now. I don't think he's very fat. No. You're, you're, you're thinking of somebody else, yes. Kevin Mitchell? No, he's a drummer. Right. Even, even I knew that. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of Mitch yeah. Mitchell. Mitch yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Mitch Mitchell from yeah. the Experience. Same guy. Same guy. Yeah. He wasn't the, the Jimmy was Hendrix the, experience. Was the drummer with the Jimi Hendrix experience and then became guitarist and guided by voices. Why, he must be quite old. He looks all right. Yeah. Get all your rock and roll history from the Trust <laughs> the Wizards podcast. So, Chirito Garbanzo. Yes. Which is you. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I understand you've been down in that London. I did. I was down in London for work last week, and by I was very happy that the, it coincided with Tinder Sticks's album launch. Ah, uh, the, the, the Rough Trade at, at Rough Trade East. So hold on, uh, you were down for work just accidentally. Genuinely, it coincided I, was, I, I was with down... your favourite band's album launch. Yes, yes. Imagine how excited I was when I <laughs> was it a training course. No, I'd already, I'd already booked the train tickets. No, really. Uh, and uh, no, for quite a few weeks, and then then I found out. I saw that Tinsticks were doing this album launch, and I, and I oh, that's a shame, I can't go to that. And then I went, hang on a minute, that's when I'm there. <laughs> so, yeah. And were you yeah. able to get to the very front? I was, because I left the training course a little bit early. <laughs> Did you? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to get, to get down to the front of the queue. I was second row for the front. Uh, and they, it, was a, it was a film showing, because they've got, um, the album's called The Waiting Room, and for each of the tracks on the album, they've, they've made a film, right. a short film. They've made um, them or somebody else no, uh, Somebody else has. Yeah. Um, Stuart... The singer was explaining that he got he was on the judging panel for the Clermont Ferrand Short Film Festival. He I'll tell you what, in, he he lives not this the voice for these guys, are they? Yeah, yeah. the culture is. Well, yeah. it's, it's not that much of a surprise because the last time I saw him, I don't know if it was the last time that you saw him as well, but they we, when they played the Philharmonic in Liverpool, yes, they played with a film. That's film right, because that was that was for the launch of the 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 the, the, the um, yeah the CD compilation of all their soundtracks for Claire Denise. Many films that they've sent. Denis Denis. Um, and she's done the video for one of the songs. In oh, fact, right. the one of the ones that we're going to play in a minute. Oh, right, okay. It was directed by her. Oh. Um, so they they showed all the all the all the films on a big screen, 
Uh, and then they had a little Q&A thing uh, mm. with the guy who owned Rough Trade. Can I just say, uh, I do hope you asked your breakfast question at that point. I didn't. They, did you know what? Um, Stuart didn't seem that comfortable with the Q and A bit. He was kind of. He kind of said when he came out, "Let's just ask a few questions and then let's get on with playing live, shall we?" Uh, he didn't see. But so he, he didn't he, have an opportunity. They, they didn't really ask um, for questions from the crowd. Well, they did once, once too. But 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 uh, yeah, I didn't really think it was the that was the full. I would have loved that to, but, but, within all this sort of yeah. high highbrow <laughs> discussion. Yeah. Game. So so Stuart cricket. Bollocks or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would, yeah, it, that would have been good. I'll ask him the, the breakfast question. Maybe, maybe I'll get another opportunity one day. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they played a, a, a you know, as about six songs of a live set. From um, the new album. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be all songs from the new album, but they started and finished with songs from the new album, and then in the middle they played four from fairly recent albums from right. from the sort of second wave of Tinder Sticks. Okay. You know, after after Stuart Stables made his his solo albums and then they kind of you know they lost three of the original members and three of the original members carried on right. so uh, when Vic Reeves joined the band the Vic Reeves has been there all along yeah, as right, you right. well know yeah Vic Re- with his pub singing please ah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, we're not, yeah, not going to mention that we're not yeah. mentioning that so what's the deal with the tennis it was this like an event that was massively oversubscribed and there was hundreds of people there was it an intimate uh, smaller firm no I'd say there was maybe 120 150 people there uh but uh, you, basically, the deal was, if you pre-order the album from Rough Trade, oh, yeah. you get a wristband which takes you into this thing. Because really? while I was there, I bought the new album by Fat White Family, and they were they said, well, do you want a wristband? Because right. they're doing a thing there as well, which is actually last night. But obviously, I wasn't in London for that. Mm. I could have arranged another trip to London. <laughs> but, but, uh, the training yeah. budget didn't stretch yeah. to that. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. I didn't know they did. Yeah, they do, they do quite a bit. Yeah. 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 It's all like that their London thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Really good that London. Yeah, we need a rough trade shop in, in Manchester. We need to get them to open one in Manchester. Well, they've got, just opened in Nottingham, haven't they? Yeah, they have. That's too far. Yeah, it is too far. Yeah. And it's Nottingham as well. Yeah. Mm. But that's Tinder Stick to the same city. All oh, right, okay. And then... Uh, there's a great bit that maybe you can tell me, but uh, is there another city of the si- in England of the size of Nottingham with so few bands that come from there? Wow. Well, because I, I don't know any other bands Who that come from, from Nottingham. Who comes from Leicester? I yeah. can't think of... Derby's got the, the quite Kasabian a Kasabian come from Leicester. There you are. Jamie yeah. Vardy experience. Yeah. The Jamie Vardy experience yeah. is that is that the experience of being racially abused in a casino, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or to just take over from Jimi Hendrix? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so I thought what we what we do is we uh, play a song from the album. Good. This is the song that on the. It's not. Is it out yet? Though? It's out. Yeah, it oh. came out on Friday. Oh, yeah, right. so I've, I've I've got it. I forgot to bring it with me oh, today. Right. Um, and uh, on when I first heard the album, though it, it's not. If you've heard Tinder Sticks before and you're imagining all the lush ballads and things like that, yes, there is some of that on there, but they're also striking out into some sort of new areas a bit as well, as they have done with the last couple of albums. Mm. Uh, it's not just all sounding like the lush orchestral Tinder Sticks. Um, uh, but so what the, the, the track that's kind of the biggest departure from their usual sound is this one from the album, and this is called Help Yourself. <laughs> No charisma and no skill. No fear 
tag Therefore You said yourself What you said you're on And you just help yourself You just help yourself Got no books to stand on, I might give you that a little piece. Got a lazy swim, feeling dead in the sack. And got a woman who's taking an ammonia behind your back. Will you just help yourself? What you care. Tigers, 
there are folk to decide yourself which side you're on. the perfect pop song I have and what is it I th- I think it involves Robert Pollard and Tobin Sprout okay well I can, I can see where you're going for there yeah but I'd say that it's I think it involves Sue Pollard and Prefab <laughs> <laughs> I think it's where every second every second counts every second and it bounces and it, 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 it excites you makes you want to dance makes you feel good I think it's that sort of stuff. Yeah. And we're going to play one yeah. in a minute. Perfect yeah. pop song. The perfect pop song. The perfect pop song. But even better than that, mm. it's done by an artist mm. who's unsung, but one of the greatest that ever lived. Wow. And uh, what makes a great artist? Tragedy. Yes. Pain. <laughs> you know, underappreciation. Mm. And so this artist was, well, abused by two of the greatest soul men that ever lived. David Ruffin from The Temptations, and of course, our own James Brown. Um, and then got together with her soul mate, the top soul man Marvin Gaye. And yet, she's still underappreciated. Oh, who's that then? Well, let's put that right now. Here's Tammy Terrell with one of the greatest pop songs ever made. It's Two Can Have a Party. Can have a party all alone. You can have a party. 
Cause I haven't been too brave And mostly frightened But I never thought that there would come a day That your song's not the boys of summer Just because you were both born on that day And half-Jewish boys make kick-ass drummers But if you need lessons, I'll have to pay And I hope that your friends are true and funny And your girlfriends are sweet And wear tight pants And after your heart is gently broken I hope that you get a second chance Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. That was Happy Birthday. Oh, sorry. By Clem Snide from yeah. the compilation album Greetings from Fargo on Fargo Records. Yeah, very yeah. good. That There's some very good brass in it. I like that. Indeed. There's brass so, yeah. and twangy guitar. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Good yeah, combo. Yeah, that. that's one of the main things I like about it is that little brass riff. Mm. It's really good. And, and it's got the music lyrics. It has, and, yeah. and it references uh, an eagle. Uh, uh, yes, the boys of summer. Yeah, yeah. That's not the guy who died, is it? No, that's the another that's a guy. different one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you may have died by now. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's early days, isn't it? <laughs>
it's, <laughs> and, and so Clemson, I see I, what I've done very lazily. I've, I've uh, copied Wikipedia entry. That's very uh, unlike you. For Clemson, very unlike you. There it says Clemsonite is a character in several novels by William S. I Burroughs. Think got, I think you got the wrong page. That's wrong. Yeah. Clemsonite. Ah no, uh, the band Clemsonite oh. was started by a songwriter. F is Barsley. Uh, yeah. E E F. Isn't his name? Eef or Effie. Eef Barzile. Yeah, he's. I've never been quite sure how to pronounce his. He I does solo stuff why. as well. He's, he's very good. He's very good. Uh, um, but yeah. They've been going a while this time. Yeah, yeah. I had an album and by them. Uh, early 90s, would that be? Yeah, I, I, this album, this, this compilation album I got about 10 years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Came out in 2004, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they've got some main, mainstream attention due to the song Mormons in the Sun. It was used as the theme song for the second season of the NBC programme Ed. But then it says here, after an ill-fated post-9-11 tour, was it ill-fated because what, the know. relationship to 9-11? I don't know. Seems odd to call it 9-11 tour. Well, yeah. if they're only touring on one day, that would be appropriate, wouldn't it? Yeah, the band began to unravel. The 9th of November. Why, why were they just, just playing places on the 9th of November? But it's yeah. ill-fated, isn't it? It's yeah. stupid. And so much happened on that day. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they said they, they broke up. They yeah. broke up. But Strains they're, of they're, life in the music industry are too good. Well, uh, Mr. Barsley is still releasing stuff. Right. Uh, he does a lot of covers and Bandcamp, and okay. yeah, he, he's still releasing stuff and and his own stuff. He's quite prolific. I don't know if the band is still going now. Says he, in February two thousand and thirteen, Clem Snyder released a new track, "The Woods," which was written for Senses, the second episode of the Brian Cox presented BBC Science and Nature show "Wonders of Life." Ooh. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And it's still going. And before yeah. that, it was the toe tapping Tammy T. Yeah. Lindy Hop in Terry T. Do you, uh, no, is that a Lindy Hop, was it? Well, it would have been. Right. On YouTube, mm-hmm. six months ago, I went, I searched for that song, mm-hmm. and there's a brilliant, you can still find the Lindy Hop, like, video, you know, uh, uh, that strange dancing mm-hmm. thing with lots of high knees and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, to that song, and it worked brilliantly, oh, yeah. and I thought, well, I'm just going to remind myself of that, because I loved it so much, and it's gone. Oh. So, thank you, YouTube. Yeah, typical. I don't know censored. what it Yeah, censored again. Do you know who wrote it, by any chance? No idea. Because it sounds a lot like... And it's not it's, it's billed as Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, but yeah. Marvin Gaye not on it, unless, I, unless he's hidden in the back of it somewhere. It sounds a lot like... I, now, I don't know who wrote Marvin Gaye's song, Can I Get a Witness? Mm-hmm. Or Can I Go to Witness, as I sometimes sing over there. Um, uh, but um, it, it sounds a lot like that. Yeah. So I, I think Marvin Gaye wrote that. But uh, Do you think Marvin Gaye... Because they had a team of writers, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it's, it's a Northern Soul classic, isn't it? It pops up on a lot of those Northern Soul Does records. it? I mean, it's a new one on me, but it's great. It just sounds like totally Motown. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, but speaking of Northern Soul, I don't know if you've been on uh, on that the YouTube and searched for Northern Soul singing in a kebab shop. I haven't done or that. Or Northern Soul dancing in a kebab shop. No. Yeah. Well, do, because there's there's some Northern Soul dancing in a kebab shop. It's worth uh, seeing. It's worth, worth seeing, yeah, because the, the kebab shop owner... Comes to the th- with, a, with a bottle of wine and said, I'll give the bottle of wine to the best dancer. Obviously, they're all dressed non soul type. Oh, right. Even though it's non soul now, so they're overweight yes. and very much out of practice. Yes. Um, but they, they take the challenge of he turns the music up dead loud mm. uh, and then they start. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, of course, typically the one who won was the one who did the spin. Kickers question time! Yes, 
it's yes, that yes. jingle can only mean one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's left the room. Uh, yes, yeah, so it, it's been a while, hasn't it? I can't remember. It's probably October, but last oh yes. May I confess, I can't remember the can question. Can you not? No. Well, you might. Remember. I can. Oh, but I didn't find out the answer. All right. Well, it's two... annoying me that I don't know the answer. There were two two questions. The first question was, what instrument did New York Dolls Sylvain Sylvain first master? Now, if you happen to know what his real name is, that might help. Right. He's Googling it. Yeah, so um, I'll tell you the answer before he gets there. Cause it was... um, well, look, can I have a guess? Yeah. So I'll tell his, his real, real name is Dave Vibraphone. <laughs> <laughs> his real name... And so it's a ukulele then, isn't it? His real name is Tommy Drums. I can tell you, his real well, name... Hold on, hold on, oh. hold on. Oh, gosh. I've got, yeah. it. I've got yeah. the answer here. Sylvain Salnave as I typed in, mm. uh, was a Mutu Haitian general. He was the president of Haiti. No, that's the wrong one. Is that the wrong oh. guy? Oh. Go and he was also in the New York Dolls. <laughs> He's a Haitian general. <laughs> Later years, he, years. he joined the New York Dolls for outrageous New York lifestyle, having <laughs> drugs and perverse sexual activity. I'll tell you, that's a career move, isn't yeah. it? Really. Uh, so his real name, uh, Sylvain Mizrahi. Mizrahi? Mm. Oh, is, right. it a, is, it a, is it an Iranian instrument? Balalaika. Uh, uh, yeah, you're in the right mood. It is an oud. An oud. An oud. Yeah. yeah. So he oh, was. He take was, a point. He was born in Cairo, uh, and as a child, he learnt the oud. Did he indeed? How about yeah. that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. yeah. You can use that. Yeah. All right. And the second question was uh, about the Clash. And Costello. And Costello. And I asked you which Clash song. Oh, yeah. Takes a swipe at oh, Elvis no. Costello. And this really annoyed me because I'm two of my favourite artists, and I've been racking my brains mm. trying to think. And I can't think. I, I, I did ask you before, and you already told, told me this is not the answer, but the bit in White Man Hammersmith Palais, they got Burton suits, they think it's funny, turning rebellion into money, which I've always assumed was about the jam. Mm. Uh, and it, but it's not that. It's not that. And then the, the best I can come up with, in 1977, no Elvis Beatles or the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, let's have a think about this. Yeah. It wouldn't be uh, the first album because uh, Costello wouldn't be famous enough to really bother having a pop at. Yeah, um, give him enough rope. I don't think there's really much throwaway stuff on giving him enough rope. They that's did what... have all the young punks, new boots and contracts, so that's kind of they're having a go at stiff a little bit there. Yeah, that could is be. It, is it in there? I I don't think it's in there. I listened to that it's song. It's not on one of the albums. It's not no. an album track. No. Ah. Could it be? I mean, this would be quite a well, severe thing down. But quite a severe thing to say. Could it be it's time for the Dr. Goebbels show? <laughs> Accusing him of being a murdering Nazi, you know, uh, responsible for the Holocaust. No. <laughs> no. no. So, oh, but that's, that's the, that's, you're on the right track because that's not on an album. This, <laughs> exactly. is, is it, this is Radio Clash. It isn't, no. I'll tell you. Is it shall Bank the, Robber? Shall I give you the line? <laughs> shall I give you the line? So the, the line is they put him in a dog suit from 1964. Right. That doesn't help. That's not helping me at all. Is it a B-side? Gates of the West. Shall we have a listen then? Let's. It's this one. Across 
So there, of course, we had uh, Groovy Times from the Cost of Living EP, um, and uh, yeah, that's according to that book, what you gave me, or lent me. What, The Passion is a Fashion one, yeah. by Pat Gilbert. That's the one, which is a great book, your book. I lent you that book. You did, yeah. I obviously, that particular nugget of information must have slipped my mind. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Apparently, apparently that was having a go at Costello. Anyway, two more questions then, fellas. Yeah. Um... And now, one of the clearest, we're not answering these. No. This is for next time. This is for next, next time, time, whenever that may be. Yes. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a, is it a cliffhanger? Uh, well, let, let's see. Let's, let's mention Cliff. No. 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 Is he dead? He hanged himself, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> Blimey, they're dropping like flies, aren't they? <laughs> it's only a matter of time. All about, that was probably something to do with those allegations, I should say. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 yeah, hello, Cliff. Anyway, yeah. uh, all unproven. Or goodbye. We never know. <laughs> we'll never know now. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. I'm familiar with his work. Mm is quoted as saying, if Elvis came back from the dead, he'd sound like this. But who was he referring to in 1977? Uh That's the first question. And the second question is, 
Only two songs in John Peel's Festive 50 have charted being performed by two different artists. One of them was Shipbuilding, which charted by both... Robert Costello and Costello. Right. Okay. What was the other? So uh, the same, one song, two different versions. Yep. Both in the charts, both... Both, both, both oh. in the charts or both in John Peel's Festive 50? Both in John Peel's Festive 50. No, were they both in the Festive 50 in the same year? No. Okay, in different no. years. Oh, no, 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 I'm confused now. One song that was done by two artists, are we saying that both the artists were in the Festive 50 or both artists charted? Festive 50. Hold on, it's him. Yeah. We were, we're saying that the same song yeah. performed by two different artists at two diff- on two different occasions appeared in John Peel's Festive 50. But, and didn't chart. Who gives a shit about whether they chart or <laughs> that's not? That's what you said. I thought that's what when you he said. he said charted, he meant it, it was in the Festive and, 50. Oh, it's charted in the Festive 50. Yeah. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. OK, listener. Happy fucking days. <laughs> OK, uh, following on from those fantastic quiz questions there, mm. uh, here's another one. Can you name a North London band whose name allegedly comes from words written on beach balls and swimming rings? Yes, you're it's right, a- Rebel Ricketts. <laughs> it's... Flotation toy device. Nearly. No. Oh. <laughs> it's flotation toy warning. Ah. Uh, and uh, that's who's coming next. Um, now, this, this, this band I knew nothing of when they, when they were releasing this album. This album came out in 2004. Uh, it's called A Bluffer's Guide to the Flight Deck. Apparently, the band were around playing. They play in churches, on boats, and in art galleries. Um, and uh, just the one album, which I missed, I have to say, but it's, it's come to my attention more mm-hmm. recently. There was a, a reissue, which I've, I've got and I'll show you in a second. Um, anyway, interestingly enough, the band stopped recording, or seemingly have, have stopped recording, and uh, their website explains this, and it says that uh, a lack of further releases is due to um, them subsequently becoming distracted for a considerable amount of time by something interesting they found written on a wall. They sound like this.
That's like two songs in one. It is, yes. Yeah. Well, it is a little bit of, uh, as you just said, it was a little bit of Beach Boysy kind of Wouldn't it be nice? or whatever it's called. Yeah. It was nice, wasn't it? I like <laughs> that song a lot. Yeah. It's, they were yeah. called uh, Chamber Psychedelic Rock. Oh. Uh, That's a phrase that gets used quite a lot. Chamber pop. Chamber things pop, like, yeah. you know, the High Llamas and things like that. Well, so the strings. Slightly psychedelic and, and quite lush. Ah, yeah. Lush. But, but also not, not lush. Lush no, would be Chamber lush. Pop. No. no. Yeah, I was, I was thinking like, you, yeah. you, you sat on the, the chamber, yeah, flush. That's what you do after the chamber. But I, I'm, <laughs> but I imagine a chamber, so you're thinking about a grouping of cultured individuals, aren't you? Mm. And the music is intelligent, mm. music, music erudite, mm, mm, mm. yeah, mm, and, and mm. intricate. Exactly. So, intricate yeah. Thing. Yeah. so we, we've got the double LP here. We have, yes. Uh-huh. yes it's, it's a heavy record. It's a nice looking record, isn't it? Has it been cut on a lathe? <laughs> you know, I would imagine somewhere probably not a diamond stylist. Though, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, but shall we get? It's got. Uh, it's got one of these subtitles on here. Pop star researching oblivion. Donald Pleasance. Yes. Yeah. Just, uh, just straightforward old. Just Donald the Pleasance. name's Donald Pleasance. Fire engine on fire, part one. That's what we just played. Oh, and fire engine on fire, part two, which we didn't play. What would happen if a fire engine caught fire? Who would put well, that out? Well, quite. What a yeah. conundrum. Yeah. yeah. They'd just be stood there, wouldn't they? <laughs> I yeah. just don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, how can a fire engine catch fire? Because it's, well, it's mainly... Vehicle, isn't it? It's mainly full of water, isn't it? You'd have to put petrol on it first. Right. And you'd find a way. You could burn a fire engine. You could definitely burn a fire engine. Yeah. yeah. Dose it in There's petrol. There's a fire station near here, isn't there? Let's, Let's get down there now. Yeah. <laughs> Prove yeah, the let's... point. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so lyrics. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I should explain, listener, uh, that the album has inside sleeves, mm. uh, and on the inside sleeve there's an image mm. in a square mm. with the with the lyrics uh, on on the image, image. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, so I did some Beautiful good lyrics. Yeah, uh, lyrics to the song. Good evening and welcome to the party. Please sit wherever you want. I love unicorns. <laughs> ah, <laughs> no, a jarring one, that. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you a favourite. Yeah. And the next verse. Good evening and welcome to the party. Please sit wherever you want. I was a house once. Excellent stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, tremendous band. I'm saying I missed it, but it's good that we've got re- reissued. And uh, again, I've got to thank my friends at uh, Not For The Masses, the uh, the Facebook page. Oh, yes. Yeah. Who I note have added their number by one. We have, yes. we have Charitha Garbanzo is now uh, the, snooping yeah. on the, the Not For The Masses group. Well, I, I, say, I say snooping. I've, they're quite prolific, aren't they? They post a lot of music on there. I do, and yes. Most of the time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, I don't click on it. Ah. And, and I'm aware of the fact that you get a lot of your music for the podcast from here because you told me that before. I have, yeah. So I might unsubscribe from that group because mm. I feel like I do feel like a bit like I'm trying into your, <laughs> into your secret cubby. No, hole. no, no. It would be nice for you to share something with us. Oh, uh, yeah, I will do. I just, uh, yeah. What's yeah. it called again? Not for the masses. Right, okay. Yeah. Or the ricket. Yeah, it's not for everyone. This is my instrumental pick. Uh, I've got very mixed emotions about this one. Um, I'll, I'll explain how I came to it, because you think, well, okay, an instrumental track, and I generally go to the Stranglers for that, uh, for some reason. <laughs> but I've already played my favourite Stranglers instrumental. Mm. Um, and then I'm thinking, well, you know, what do you, you know, what do you really like? I mean, yeah, an instrumental track. And I thought, well, my favourite probably instrumental track of all time would be Mizulu by mm. that, that Dick that, Dale. That's the yeah. And then you've got Pipeline mm. and all those. It's, it's surf rock, isn't it? It is, yeah. They do loads of really great instrumental tracks. But I thought, I can't pick any of those because it's too obvious, isn't yeah. it? And also, it's not current. And I wanted to get right up to that because, to be honest with you, I'm secretly jealous of both of you because each, each time we do this, you come with 
great pieces of art, and I've got nothing. Yeah. All my all my stuff is on on the computer basically. I, I can't touch anything. I can't feel anything. I thought I want to get on that. Mm. So you bought a record. Onto Bandcamp. Oh, come onto on. Bandcamp to find fantastic surf rock guitar music. Yes. Found it. Yes. They're from Paris. All right. How exotic is that? <laughs> they look great. Mm. Uh, they're called the Tsunamis. And I thought, right, okay. And, and the record's there. What, seven euros or something? Record. Brilliant. Perfect. The record's called Wild Surf, which is ace. She's on the front surfing. I thought this was going to be great. I ordered it two weeks ago and it's not arrived. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Play I, the download. Well, well, you all do that. But <laughs> but what would you... I mean, I don't know whether to complain. <laughs> How can you complain to the tsunamis of food bank out? Yeah, you can contact them. They'll say con- contact tsunamis. How, just, how just cool say, will that be? No, that's okay. You can say, hey, tsunamis. Uh, where's my them? record? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, it's, it's a great song. <laughs> Here's the tsunamis. From the album Wild Surf, here's Elimination.
was Glamour Suitcase by Smug Brothers, mm-hmm. um, featuring my new pal, Kyle Melton, uh, from, yes, Dayton, Ohio. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, he's in, his band Smug Brothers got in touch with me, actually, um, wow. through the Not For The Masses Facebook page, um, and sent me some a link, well, a few links to their current stuff. Um, and I've been busy listening to the, the back catalogue, and it's, it's brilliant. I, I really like it very much, mostly because they sound like late 90s Guided By Voices. Yeah. A yeah. lot. Do you, do you um, like Guided By Voices, then? That particular song uh, actually comes, I think, from, from their debut album. I might be wrong, but it's certainly the earliest track that I've got uh, from the album Buzz Mounter, uh, which is not about buzzes, but buzz double Z. Buzz yeah. Mounter. Wait, so it's something to do with bees? I don't know what it means, which came out in 2005. Well, I suppose, I suppose if you get a lot of bees together, yeah. they're like a bee thousand. Hey. Hey, yeah. hey. They, always yeah. thinking yeah. you, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, anyway, and uh, I've agreed with Kyle that uh, we're going to do one of our well-known and well-liked uh, Q and A sessions. Good. So yeah. we we will, if if nothing else, find out whether someone in Dayton, Ohio, is a fan of cricket or yeah. not, yeah. Uh, and indeed what they will have for breakfast, for breakfast. if they have uh, have to choose four things to go with toast yeah. and coffee and. Yeah, judging by so, previous people we've done our interviews with, they're American. Yeah, they usually reply with things that we don't know what they are. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Chuck Profit had some great stuff. He it? was very healthy, wasn't Oof. he? He's very. He- He's definitely come up with the healthiest breakfast. Yes, yeah. it sounded tasty as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so just that, just a word of warning then, Kyle. You know, we are expecting interesting items for <laughs> breakfast. Rebel, rebel, how could they know? Heart tramp, I love you so. So this, whenever you're listening to this, this was the week, or certainly the month, uh, when David Boy passed away. Mm. Uh, obviously, a, a big figure, I guess, uh, in, in, in our musical development. Um, if and not directly, so, certainly indirectly. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was thinking, I mean, the... I think, uh, Sharitha, you, you went to see him live, but I could never imagine going and seeing him live. But by the time I was old enough to go and see him live... He'd done all the interesting stuff, mm. uh, and he was well, onto Let's yeah. Dance and uh, various other stuff I had no interest in. Well, uh, yeah, he, 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 yeah, you're quite right. But, but, um, the because um, I'm a bit younger than you guys, so I'm mm. uh, the first kind of things I knew of him were Let's Dance, and which I, don't, I didn't particularly like at the time. And I, it's all right, but I don't particularly like it now. But mm. what I did see, I remember seeing. I'd have been about thirteen when that came out. They showed on TV the series Moonlight Tour. And I saw that, and, and he played Space Oddity, and I go, oh, I know that song. I didn't know that was by the same bloke who did Let's Dance. Mm. And he did Young Americans and Golden Years and that kind of stuff. Mm. And I thought, mm. okay, oh, this is really good, you know. Uh, and I went and my mate's elder sister uh, had some uh, changes, two Bowie and changes, one Bowie, oh, yeah. Yeah. a couple of compilations. And I bought them and got really into the Sunday stuff. But as we were just saying before... I don't know Scary Monsters, the album Scary mm-hmm. Monsters, because I, I kind of, I only have the albums up to then. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it, I saw him at a festival uh, in, maybe it's time for. Is it rumbling, Bob? It's rumbling. Chorizos, hazily recalled, festival anecdote. So I, I wasn't particularly going to see David Bowie, but he was playing at the Phoenix Festival in 96, which was uh, the four head, it was four days, because it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The four headliners were David Bowie on the first night, um, Neil Young, The Crazy Horse, 
Bjork and the Sex Pistols. So not pre- bad, pretty good lineup there. Um, and uh, but there was terrible traffic getting there. So I was with my mate Spicer, and he was driving, and he's a much well, he, he was more into the nineties Barry stuff than than I was. But he was driving, and we were stuck in this traffic jam, and we were only like a mile from the thing. So I thought, I tell you what, we were listening to it. it was Barry was playing, and it was live on Radio One or Radio Two or whatever. We were listening to it in the car, and we realised like if we're in this queue, we're not going to get to see any of David Bowie. Uh, so um, what I should have done was to say, "Hey Spicer, you go and watch the gig. I'll park your car." But uh, I didn't. I just got out of the car and went and watched the end of <laughs> Barry. But I only caught the encore. Well, you might as well. Um, I mean, you know. I only caught the encores, but check, this is, this is the, the set list I saw of the encore. Under Pressure, Heroes, Lust for Life, All, the, all You Young Dudes, uh, White Light, White Heat, and Moon Age Daydream. Oh, That's the set list I saw. I think that's probably better than watching I the missed, concert. I missed all the stuff before. Uh, um, <laughs> you missed uh, Modern Love, dear me. Well, yeah, well and, and whatever he was playing from the 90s as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but because of that, um, we got tickets to go see him the following year at Shippersbridge Empire, which is obviously by Bowie standards a very small mm. venue, um, so uh, we went to see him there, and it was it was really good. It, it, the again he, he had a no new album out. It, mm. It's the one with the he's wearing a big coat with a Union Jack on the back on the cover. Heathen. Yeah. No, it's not that. Oh, it's not that. <laughs> he does no. wear a Union Jack on the from them. No, it's not that. It'll come to me in a minute. Oh, but sorry, but he played obviously quite a bit off that. Mm. That was all right, but. Uh, I don't remember that much of a gig. I've got a feeling I might have had a quite a lot to drink because yeah. uh, I don't remember that much about it. He but hazily I, recorded this. Yes, but I do, I do remember that at one point he had some enormous uh, um, inflatable eyes. Really? Uh, eyeball, one green and one blue, which he kind of pushed <laughs> out into the crowd and the crowd were like very, very Flame large beach balls. balls. Yeah. Very, very large beach balls, <laughs> but it looked like pupils. And they were kind of rolling around on top of the, on top of the thing. And, he, and he, I remember... I remember the only thing I can remember from that really was that he played um, uh, Man Who Sold the World and it was very yeah. good although it was a bit of a weird version but it was it was very good well he said in yeah. some of his interviews on his documentary he does play the hits mm. you know guarantee because I know someone who, who went to see Tin Machine and he said it wasn't difficult to get tickets for Tin <laughs> Machine uh, in, yeah. e- even in like, Manchester Apollo uh, but she said it was brilliant you know, she, she thought it would be rubbish because everyone knows that Tim Machine was rubbish, apparently, except for David Boy. Mm. And um, she said, but no, it's great, because when it's got the Tim Machine rubbish out of the way, he played the hits. Mm. Fantastic. I mean, Tim, Tim Machine wasn't, isn't good, but it's, it's by far, there's, there's far worse stuff that Bowie did in the 80s oh, than, yeah. than, than Tim Machine. And Tim Machine always seems to get all the flack as being, like, this was the, this was the worst and most embarrassing thing. Mm. And he, just, he wasn't very cool with the enemy and the melody maker at that time. Yeah. Uh, seemed to be a lot of journalists who had it in for him around mm. about that time. But especially around Tim Machine, it's not good, but it's not awful either. I have know, to confess, so. I've not heard anything of yeah, Tim Machine. It's be- it's better <laughs> I've just read. It's better than quite a lot of the other stuff he came up with early on, earlier on in the eighties, which mm. is when he's where he's trying to after Let's Dance, where he's <laughs> trying to be even more poppy than, mm. than, than and it's not really working because you know as we've discussed before about about um, people who are good in the seventies, artists who are good in the seventies, yes, and, and, and you know like. I've, I've, I think we, yeah, pretty much everyone was shit in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> if you were if you were good in the seventies, you were shit in the eighties because you had overproduced yeah. synthesizer, too many synthesizers, too many drum machines, and could trying to sound well, too pop. Even though I said you know modern love is a bit of a joke song, in the eighties I love modern love, and then you listen to it now, it sounds terrible. And let's dance. I mean that came up, you know, line, and then don't avoid let, let's dance. It's a shocking record. Well, just it sounds like the eighties. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it sounds it sounds a bit too. 
overproduced. Yeah. And, yeah, but there's you know there's stuff later on that's even even more than that. Yeah, yeah. But Should we talk about some of the stuff we did that we do like? Let's let's yeah. well, we'll get, <laughs> get in right back. Yeah, we've done the Dave Boy is utter rubbish yeah. section. Because uh, by going right back, you know, people, we, people we, said the laughing gnome isn't good. I grew up, the, the laughing gnome used to turn up on Sunday afternoon. On you know, I used to love that song. It's yeah, utterly brilliant for what it's supposed to be. It's a comedy record for kids. Yeah, yeah. Works, works, yeah. No, no problem. But then, we did uh, a little poll, didn't we, boys? We did uh, a couple of weeks ago on the on the on the blog, and we had a poll. Um, we each chose our top five David Bowie albums, mm-hmm. and uh, we made a poll. And perhaps not that surprisingly, the ones that came out on top were the right as Ziggy Stardust and Hunky Dory. Mm. Um, but what was oh, I thought was interesting about it was how, apart from that, apart from the fact we all three of us had Ziggy Stardust in our top five, there wasn't any other album that all three of us chose. Mm-hmm. And the diversity, considering there's only three of us voting for five albums. You know, there's a lot of different albums getting votes in there. Uh, you know, A Man Who Sold The World, Outside, which is a 90, 90s album. I like that one, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one where it's kind of like a bit of a short story. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that one too, yeah. yeah. Hello Space yeah. Boy, I think, is a fantastic song. Yeah, yeah, and there's, isn't there a Hearts Feel, Feel Free Lesson, isn't that on there? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Young Americans, uh, Heroes, Scary Monsters, Station to Station, The Land Sane and Low, all getting, all getting votes. Mm. So that's... I mean, I think with the exception of Diamond Dogs and Pinups, that's pretty much every album he made <laughs> yeah. from around about '69 up until what '79. Yeah, very consistent. And yeah. I, you could you could make the case that that is the best run of albums by any major artist. No, no other artist has done a a ten year run of of every mm. single one being really? great. Ten yeah. years. Ten years. Well, name me someone else who's well, been going that long to do... Dylan must have had a ten-year period who's quite good all the time. Really? His first albums were 60, 63. I mean, uh, he went shit in the 80s, but before then... He yeah, was, OK. He's probably but, but, well, There's not many Let the li- yeah. listener decide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, Dylan is probably the only one. You know, even Springsteen, you know, ten years, maybe just about if you're pushing it. So not as many albums. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Should we play something? Well, hold on, I'll tell you what, because I, I did some research, do a very, very brief... In, in, in David's honour, it's, <laughs> it's what he would expect. It's what he would have wanted. Uh, and nice I'm calling him David now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, the close friend he obviously was. Um, so, I, I've, I've done my research, and yeah. I've counted up every single David Boy song that's ever been covered. Oh. And I'm not going to ask you to go through them all. Okay. But yeah. can you guess the top three and the order? The top three? I reckon the, top three. the man who sold the world might be in there. No, that's not there. Not there. No. No. Go on, you Top again. Uh, golden Years. No. No. This might, this might not be the easy match. On a slight tangent, uh, it is notice, noticeable that, um, a bit like Elvis Presley in that, in that way, um, very few covers of his stuff are worth the, yeah. the vinyl they're printed on. Because, yes. uh, um, you know, this, with, it takes a song like Golden Years, for example, there's so much going on in that the production, all the vocals, and it's a very, very well-made record. Mm. And if only if somebody did cover it, it probably would be shit. Space Odyssey. Yes, yeah. number yeah. two, thirty-six uh, covers. Starman. No, no, no. Right. Well, you talk about like things that work. That Philip, uh, is he called Philip Noon? Oh, you pretty things. The one that was a hit before David Bowie actually re- recorded. Peter Noon. Peter Noon. Yes, guy. Pretty. That's yeah. a great, great record. Is it? I don't know. Don't know it. Yeah. Oh well. Maybe well, I know. Oh, you pretty things. Yeah, David Barry, yeah. I don't know the Herman Hermits guy. So you're not going to get the third one, but you, you, you might get the, the, the top one. That's Did you, you, you say Starman? I said Starman, yeah. Ziggy Starman. No, 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 no. 
Suffragette City. I think you've got to think generic. You've got to think, you know, what's the, the positive message, the inspirational song. Heroes. Yes. Oh, Heroes. Yeah, Heroes. Course, yeah. But you won't yeah. get a third one. And I think there's a specific reason why this is the most covered. Uh, it's pretty easy, is it? No. <laughs> it's easy to play. No, Rebel it's Rebel's that. very easy to play. It's pretty much too... Co- I, I, I played that in the first band I was in. Because it's know, pretty my... much D&E for most of the songs. Yeah, but did you play the intro? Because in we my, did. In did, my but... band, yeah. I played the intro. And the intro's right. quite hard. Yeah, it's got an A and a B minor in it, isn't it? Yeah. If I, right, I, yeah. I actually, when David Boy died, I thought, as, as, as a mark for him, I thought, I'll play Rebel Rebel again, I'll play that intro, and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I, I, could, I was the guitarist in, in, that, in that band, and most bands I've been in, I've got someone else to do the tricky guitar part. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, in that band, I was the, I was the only guitarist, and I, I was, ding, 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 ding. it's a great riff. Yeah. Not what I play. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, it's, it's not even ding, it's ding. So you have yeah. to, it's a deadly yeah. note because yeah. my, my guitar teacher at the time um, he figured it out for me and wrote it all out <laughs> so rock and roll's that <laughs> so that I could play it when I got to the oh, it's not that one then it's not no, Rebel Rubble no. but no. we should have a Rebel Rubble off because <laughs> again in David can you do that off, uh, off mic okay. yeah. 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 so go on tell us what the third, third... The, the, the third most covered Davy Boy song is mm. This Is Not America oh. really? Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's bit, I don't. I had no idea where that goes. And you know, Paul Rutherford of Frank Goes to Hollywood. Oh yeah. He's done it with a uh, with a female singer. Right. I can't remember her name. Which it all just seems so odd, doesn't it? But I think that's the most covered because of the American angle. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Is, I, it, is it covered by a lot of jazz people? I'm just wondering because it's the Pat Metheny group one, isn't it? He did uh, that. Was it? Maybe it's, load, it's been like loads of jazz people have done it. I've no idea what it sounds like. There's only yeah. one one cover version that I really like, and that's uh, that's the Edwin Collins cover of the Gospel According to Tony, Tony Day. Day. Yeah, that which is, is great. That is good. Nirvana's version of Man Who Sold the World is pretty yeah. good as well, yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, there's there's not many others. By the way, if yeah. you want want to follow that research up, it's on the whosampled.com website. <laughs> <laughs> good acknowledgement. <laughs> shall, shall, shall we have a listen to what David Barrett actually Davis sounds yeah. like? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we're gonna play. Well, this, the last song we're going to play is is Wild as the Wind, which was the song that really knocked my socks off on that Changes to Bowie album that I had as a teenager and mm. still knocks my socks off. I would say it's the best vocals, best singing on any record he made. Mm. Uh, and, he's, you know, all the stuff that's been said about him in the last few weeks, and a lot has been said, uh, people are not talking that much. They're talking about his, him as a fashion icon, him as a songwriter, him as a performer... Not that much about him as a, just as, as a bloody great singer. Mm, yeah. And the, the one I've picked um, was when... Uh, uh, Scary Monster Super Creep. That was a, so, uh, so It was very much a latter-day... It's an even 80s record. Uh, but it had a lot of Robert Fripp, Wilder, you know, um, leading riffs on it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I think Fripp was saying at the time, you know, no other artist would have allowed me just to go on and do these discordant, edgy, you know, unpleasant riffs and just said, yeah, just leave it on as it is, it's fine. And um, and this was the opening track, uh, and this really struck me because I got uh, yeah I got one of the, one of the cassettes of, of this album. I think I might have even purloined it to be honest with you. Uh, and it's the first track on there, and not only is it utterly chaotic, uh, but it's got a Japanese newsreader reading over the top of it. Utter chaos, uh, and was and just I think classically full of life as David Boy isn't any more sadly. Here's it's no game.
Yes, and that's it from the Trust the Wizards podcast this evening. It only remains for me, Rebel Rickett, to say goodbye from Sharitha Garbanzo, Tiempos Maravillosos, and it's good night from Mr. Kicker of Elves. Of all the podcasts we've done, this particular show will remain with me the longest because not only is this the last part of this pod, it's the last pod 